Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Beta Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Oh, 
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening, wherever in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you love to contact us while we're on the air this evening, you can give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. I just looked at the website, and you will find this show on page number three of that website. And there are over 1,600 shows on that website, but you'll find us on page three. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or special guests on this radio show this evening, you can send your emails to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, Please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, you're tuning in to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month, and we always have a special edition at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We have the Kelly Fletcher Show. Kelly serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. So we hope you enjoy your listening experience. Enjoy the show. This is Terry Jackson, and you're listening to a talk with my sisters on What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, everyone. My name is Kelly, and you are listening to The Kelly Fletcher Show on CBB Media Productions, What a Word from the Lord radio show. I am your co-host, and I attend a Livingstone Church of Christ in Indianapolis, Indiana. Should you have any questions for our guests during tonight's show, please email butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call area code 910 Four nine one six four zero five. I want to welcome tonight two very special guests, Adrian Brewer and Candace Shelton. Tonight's topic will be um, one that many of us, um, if not all of us, deal with every year around the holiday season. The topic is on confronting grief during the holidays. I know many of us cope and deal with grief in our own way, but it's always a great help to gain insight that might make it a little bit easier going forward. So before we dive into the topic tonight, I would like for our guests to introduce themselves. I'll start with Adrian, and then Candice. I know she's been on the show before, but if then you can follow up Candice and introduce yourself. So Adrian, we'll start with you. Okay. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for having me on the show tonight. Um, my name is Sister M. Adrian Brewer, and I attend Kingsley Terrace Church of Christ. And um, um, at the church, um, I have been a participant and also one of the facilitators of our grief counseling um, sessions that we've been having for many years. Um, COVID's kind of taken us out a little bit with that, but um, we've I've been a facilitator for many years doing that. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Candace Shelton, and I am also a member of Kingsley Parish Church of Christ. I am a registered nurse by trade and a case manager by career. And this topic of grief is one I've had to deal with in the healthcare system for a very long time, of course. It is a part, part of life, and it's helping uh, individuals and families be able to go through the process and understand what grief is. Thank you both again so much for um, being on the show tonight. Uh, and again, thank you for willingly um, uh, wanting to talk about uh, this topic with, with me tonight. And hopefully everyone that's listening uh, will be able to um, find, a, uh, find a benefit in this conversation. So uh, I do have, you know, a few talking points, but I really want it to be a discussion uh, with Adrian and Candice, uh, with you two on how do we confront grief during the holidays and, you know, what are some things that we can do to get through the holidays year after year? So, Adrian, I'll start with you, and then, uh, we'll, Candice, if you want to jump in, and we'll just kind of bounce back and forth, you know, until we're done and go to the next point. Okay. Well, I think, Kelly, you said it best is um, that you, you actually um, started out to, you know, how do you confront it? And the key is with grief is you have to confront it. Um, unfortunately, um, like Candace was stating, it is, it is uh, a part of life, um, and, it, and it, is, it, it happens. Um, but the key with grief is you have to confront your grief. It is a process. Um, every day is going to be different. Um, but I think that the key is just you have to fill your feelings. Um, you may be sad one minute, and then the next minute you might be okay. But um, that is the grief process. It is it is not a simple process. It's not going to be a five-minute process. It is actually a journey. It might take you years to actually get through your grief process. Um, but it is something that you have to confront. Um, I think that sometimes we have issues when we we actually resist the grief or we actually, actually, you know, try to basically deflect it and act like it's not really happened. Unfortunately, it happened to me. Um, you know, long story short, I unfortunately I lost my husband um, to a pulmonary embolism. Um, he just went to work and he never came home, and that's how I my grief journey started. Um, it's not that I'm a clinical licensed person to actually do this. Is actually I had to travel it. I actually went through it, um, and this is. I think it was God's not as funny way, but then I actually started yeah. to teach grief. I actually had, because I actually mm-hmm. went through that process. I actually went through the part of me not knowing what I was doing from day to day, not being able to help my children and different things like that, or just being able to, con- mm-hmm. you know, confront different things. But I think when I started talking to God and I started to um, to understand what I was actually going through and, and how I was actually, um, you know, needed to, to confront it, that's when things started, my healing actually started. So I think the key first thing is you have to be able to confront your grief um, and not mm-hmm. resist it and be able to walk through it. It's going to hurt. You're going to have plenty of days of hurt. You're going to have plenty of days of pain. But that was my key to healing is I had to accept what had happened to me. And God wasn't picking on me. God wasn't, this unfortunately happens to a lot of people. But he wasn't picking on me, but I had to confront it. And that, I think that is the key is um, you have to confront it. And then you have to get some help, um, you know, if you're, you know, in that place where you are, um, 
um, you know, you're needing it or you're so sad for so long. I, and that's what I did. I actually went in and I started getting some help. I actually went to speak. I had a support group. I was talking to, to a counselor. I was also talking to, you know, with in my past or um, I was doing all of that um, because like I said, you're mm-hmm. going to go through all those things. And, and also you can, yeah, I think you have to, I have to also learn to show compassion to myself. I was um, going through a thing as where I was being hard. I should be further along in this and, it would be times I'd be like doing okay, and then it was like took three steps up and four steps back. And I, you know, I had to learn yeah. to start being more compassionate to myself because this was something that traumatically happened to me, and I needed to mm-hmm. basically be able to face it, you know, be able to face it and not be so hard on myself. So, um, so that's that's where I'm. That's what I'm thinking. You know, we have to be able to cope. We have to be able to, like I said, confront it, um, feel your feelings, don't resist it show yourself some compassion, and then, you know, definitely ask for some help. Okay. Thank you so much. And just to Andy? piggyback off of what, yes, just to piggyback off of what Adrian was saying, it is a process is what I want people to understand because, as she said, a lot of times people think, well, this person has been sick and they progressed to the point of death and that's it, now it's over. But like she said, grief will show up anytime. Um, it may be music. It may be a smell. It may be a location that you go to. And all of a sudden you may stop, find yourself sad or crying even. Um, I know when my father passed, there were days that I went to pick up the phone to call him. You know, mm-hmm. and it had been a month. It had been six months. It had been a year or two. And I thought... Oh, that's right. Um, so grief is a process, and it's not a thing that happens overnight, like she said. And um, we just have to be aware that it is a process and that if you allow the process to take place, you will begin to heal. I um, had a family I dealt with one year. I um, I worked at Riley Hospital for a very long time, and... That's a children's hospital, so um, grief is also different according to whether it's an adult you've known all your life, you know, like a parent-child relationship, or if you're a parent who loses a child, that process is still there. It still has to happen. And I had a family that the father, um, he was very torn by the loss of uh, his child, and we had at the hospital a um, like a follow-up after the death session. And we would meet with the families and talk with them, and the father did not come. Well, a whole year later, I'm walking down the hall, and this man is hollering and boohooing. And I turned around, and I was just going to help whoever it was. I wasn't even sure who it was. And wow. I approached him. I said, sir, can I help you? And he turned around. It was the father of the child. And um, Mm -hmm. he had not even begun to grieve. So sometimes we think we can keep it in and we won't address it. Well, he ended up getting in a fight at work. He ended up having a heart attack. Just so many negative things can happen to us when when we try to postpone grief. And it is a process that we as individuals will go through and to understand that it is a process. 
And, and Kelly, um, to kind of talk about what uh, Candace just said, I think that it's our society. It teaches us that emotional pain kind of should be avoided. And just like she was talking about the gentleman, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, our society is like, you know, hey, haven't you got over that grief yet? You know, it's been a month. Mm. You know, haven't you got past it yet? So I think that's kind of our mm-hmm. society thing. It's like, you know, almost like a, a movie or something. It's just it happens and, oh, you know, and, uh, you know, it should be over with. You know, you should be over with it. And I think that, like Candace was saying, the kids, you have to start the process. But if you don't never get in the game of starting the process of grief, like she said, it will, right. you know, it will come up in other places. It will come up in your work. It will come up in your relationships. Um, you know, you're angry. And, and it's just different things. You can't sleep. You're not even to touch on the health issues that come come with that part of you not, you know, coping with the grief, you know, not being able to sleep and eat and just taking care of yourself, you know. So it's just a lot of things that happen. But I think our society has a thing is where, hey, just avoid it. You'll be okay. I know when, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, when my husband passed, they were like, oh, just keep busy. And it's like, okay, and I tried that, but it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't necessarily right. work. You just can't busy it away. You actually have to, you know, sit in there and get in your feelings and actually understand what has happened to you and be able to, to get the help that you need so that you can heal and, and go on with your life and have a better life, I should yeah. say. Right. And I appreciate you guys even, you know, bringing up the point about it's a process because there are times when when people hear and I've heard them say, you know, you can't tell me how long I can grieve. That's true. Or you can't tell me that I'm taking too long to get over the the death of my loved one. Um, And so I really appreciate you you all, uh, you both mentioning, you know, it, it is a process. And it may take years. It may take months. It, you know, you just never know. But like Candace brought out, if you postpone it, um, all you're doing is, is harming yourself. So you have to get in there and start that process. And Kelly, with, the, with that, you know, I, the process. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Candace. I was just going to say, um, I want to say grief also is it's a, it's a loss, so it can, it's not only just death. It can be a loss of your job. It can be that mm-hmm. uh, I work with anti-domestic violence. Um, it's a loss of a relationship uh, because when uh, a relationship is broken by either violence or, and say, a child has been molested, any of those kinds mm-hmm. of things is a loss. Um, a person who goes through uh, cancer of different kinds and, they now have to seek, um, you know, medical care. Your health has changed. All of those are losses. And a lot of times the only loss people do want to acknowledge is death. But we can have a lot of losses prior to death ever occurring. And the grief process is still the same. Um, you know, a loss of health means, wow, now I have some new challenges. I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, you know, but I have to learn to manage it differently. But the grief process is still, you know, the same process. So I just wanted to share that. And I wanted to touch on, Kelly, you kind of brought up a a good point as far as, you know, everybody is totally different. So the way that you grieve is not going to be the same way that I grieve. Um, And Mm -hmm. it was a thing 
as where it just, you know, kind of, and I got this, you know, I, when I, when I lost my husband, um, I went to counseling and they said, well, it's going to take you about five years. And I'm like, this man don't know what he's talking about, you know, because it happened so suddenly. But it, it, it really yeah. is basically he was almost on the head, you know, they, he hit it on the head because it was almost like five to six years before I actually felt like I was moving, you know, I was making some progress in my life. But it basically it, it does state it's the nature of the relationship with that you have with that person who passes. That will, you know, mm-hmm. tell what your grief process is going to be. Also, you know, the nature of the person or how they pass or, um, you know, or the, your cultural background or your religious or your gender. It's just, all of that takes a, a factor in how you're actually going to grieve or how long it's going to take you. So everybody is totally different. And um, like you just said, you can't tell nobody how to grieve. And if you did, you right. were almost – you're you're gonna you're gonna be up for a good fight on that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right. So what are some things that that we can do to kinda get through the holidays year after year without without our, our loved one or you know, and, and even as Candace stated, um, having health challenges. Um, there's a grief there because if say you were you were fine last holiday, but now your health has changed or your finances have changed because you've lost your job. So what are some things that we can do uh, during the grief process to get through holidays year after year? And Candace? Yes, I can speak to that. Um, and again, it depends on how we were and how engaged we were with, did we have friends and a support system before anything ever happened, um, you know, in that loss. And I think it's very important to keep in contact with people who know you, who love you, so that as you are going through your grief process, they can be supportive for you. And a lot of times it's just listening to you. A lot of times when we're going through grief, we may rehearse over and over again, could I have done something different? Should I have done something different? You know, what could I have done? We kind of go through that. And um, so having your support system and using them, um, I think – Sometimes people have been ill. They've never told any of their family members or anyone else, and they pass. And the people who are left behind feel, have voiced that they felt cheated. So I, I think it's important. Again, it depends upon you as an individual. Some people are very private. So they wouldn't tell you if they were sick or not. Um, Right. You know, you just know maybe they don't come around as much, but you're not sure what they're going through. Uh, so I think if you have a support system in place, it's important to tap into your resources. And if not, like you said, having someone counsel you, if you have an illness of any kind, there are many support groups all over the place, especially through the Cancer Society, if it's any type of cancer. Tap into those. Um the other side of that is what can you do during the holidays? Make sure you still, if you were in the routine or ritual of still going around your family, continue to do so or with friends. Um, 
you know, don't don't stop that. And uh, you may not, you may want to go, and then it may overwhelm you. It's okay that you showed up, and you can tell the host or hostess, "Well, I'm going to go now," and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's a process still. Um, one thing my one of my nephews did for our family when my dad did pass, we were having a gathering, and I don't think it was a holiday. It could have been, but he brought a candle holder for each of us as as children, my brothers mm. and my sister and myself. And he says yeah. every time you have any type of activity, he says include the candle holder and would just remind you of him because you knew he was a family person and he enjoyed his family. Um, So, you know, uh, I just think it's important to, if you feel like it and you feel up to it, to attend that event or that ritual. Um, And there's nothing wrong with creating new rituals. Right, right. And just to piggyback on what Candace was stating, um, just like she was saying, um, just make a plan. Um, I think that um, that's the key if you're filling up to it, um, you know, and if you have to back out, that's fine. Um, or if you have to leave early, that's fine if your your family does traditional things. And like Candace was stating, nothing wrong with making new traditions with your family. Um, I learned, too, that we had to do new traditions, um, unfortunately, when my husband passed, um, um, my husband passed in August, and Thanksgiving was coming up, and I was, of course, in my bed just crying, 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 and I actually saw the Moselle Sanders on TV. That's how I actually got involved, doing the Moselle Sanders, and I've been doing it now for okay. the last 15, 16 years. I was wow. crying in my bed, and um, I got up, and I got my kids all rallied up, and we started. I called in, and I went over to um, the 10th Street Church of Christ, and I, they were mm-hmm. actually a feeding site. And I said, I'm going to deliver dinners. And that was an eye-opener because at that point in time, I started seeing where I was crying over my husband, but I saw people mm-hmm. actually living in hotels that were not fit for anybody or living in conditions yeah. that were unfit for anybody. And that was, I think, I know it was God that basically spoke to me that time because, like I said, I was in my grief. But at that point in time, I was like, I got to do something different. I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. I know that he would have been proud of us for, you know, going out there and trying to help other people. But I think like Candace says, you have to, you know, make a plan. If you don't feel like it or if you and, – and surround yourself with people that know what you're kind of going through and they're not going to be upset with you if you leave or if you have to bail out early. Because they know because they, they right. love you. They love you, and, right. and they are going to be your support system, and I think that's the key. Now, when you guys were talking about the um, creating a, a new tradition, so my dad passed away in September of 2004, but prior to that, there was a tradition. Every Christmas Eve, we went to uh, Outback, and mm-hmm. it might be anywhere from 15 to 20 of us. And he didn't, you know, he he didn't eat. He would just make sure everybody had their food. You know, he would order his meal, but he would just kind of stand over us and just make (laughs) sure everybody was good. You know, and so that time, you know, after that, we did go, uh, we continued to go to Outback. But it's kind of scaled back, scaled down, and we've gone to, you know, we've tried different places. 
but it, it's it's just not the same. So we're right. after all this time, I think we're still trying to figure out um, what tradition, you know, or you know, we still go to restaurants, but which restaurant? Where are we going to go this year? You know, what do we want to do? So, um, you know, we thank the Lord we we've been able to continue it, but um, I think we're still trying to find our our footing a little bit on, on where we should go. You know, because again, that was uh, that was a yearly tradition. So I appreciate you guys it, uh, it, bringing that it, up. It's a process, Kelly. <laughs> it might take yeah, you more. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's just a process, and and that's the key. It might, it, you know, it it might not never be. It's never might not never be the same. But you know, like you said, right. I mean, you know, but it is. A, it's a process. Right. Right. It, and you know, um, just that you all still share that time together is really what's important. Um, yeah. You know, and you and you may not find a specific restaurant that everybody likes and they want to go back to it every year. That's when you yeah. can change the uh, the ritual. Yep. You know, somebody choose a different restaurant, and every year, why don't we do something like that? Um, <laughs> you know, everyone pick something different, um, just yeah. so everyone has input and everyone is participating. Um, I, I love to hear the families still get together because often after someone passes, a lot of times families yeah. even quit getting together, you know. Yep, so, right. um, yeah, so it's a good thing. And like right. you said, it's still it's a process. And, you know, as you yeah. figure out how you want to move forward, um, I know for us we still make um, the favorite dishes because if it's a favorite dish a person likes, um, you like to make sure it's there on the table. Everybody can still yep. eat some, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, um, we are we are at seven thirty. So what I'm going to do is just take a take a quick break, and then after the break, we'll uh, um, talk about a couple of more points, and then we will finish our show. So. Thank you guys so much for the information you've given so far, and we will be right back. Okay. Thinking about what you've done for me in my life, I just want to say what you really mean to me. You're my everything, my joy and peace, you're the reason why I sing. Lord, I don't deserve anything you give me, so I just got to say thank you. Oh, what's nice? So I know 
And you're listening to a talk with my sister on What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Peace and love. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Kelly Fletcher with uh, the Kelly Fletcher Show. <laughs> and I am talking to uh, Adrian Brewer and Candace Shelton with Kingsley Terrace Church of Christ in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we are discussing confronting grief during the holidays. Uh, one of the points that um, Adrian and Candace made earlier uh, in the show was um, during during the holidays, we should have uh, give ourselves compassion. We should be compassionate toward ourselves. Give ourselves some some grace for the the grief and the feelings that we feel. Sometimes we'll be up. Sometimes we'll be down. You know, it it, it just depends. There's no limit on uh, when we grieve, how long we grieve, it, it's all a process. So I'm thankful uh, that they did bring up those those points for us this evening. Um, but one question that I do have, sometimes um, during the holidays, you know, it, it's a time to, I guess, laugh and, and be with family and things like that, but how do you enjoy the holidays without feeling guilty or like you've forgotten your loved one. And Adrian, I'll start with you. Um, I think it also, Kelly, it starts back with the process. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a never a time that you're ever going to forget your loved one because there's right. never a day that I don't never think about my late husband or my dad or I've lost yeah. two siblings. I don't think about them. And like you said, yeah. um, you do um, 
you know, it's times when you feel like you're, you know, you're, they're missing out and you wish they were here. But I, I feel like, um, you know, the key about that is it's, it's going to be a process where it's not going to happen overnight where you don't feel guilty or you don't feel like um, um, they should be there. I know when I was going through my heavy grief, it would be like I would go out and have a good time maybe with my siblings or whatever. And then it was like, it would just come back. When I came back to the house, it was like I was putting my grief on the shelf. And then when I came yeah. back home, I had to pull it back out. But I yeah. think with prayer and talking to God and um, and talking and venting in a safe space and going through my grief mm-hmm. counseling, it let me know that it was okay, that I was okay to eventually, you know, we're going to leave the grief on the shelf. We're not, you know, I'm, of course you're going to take it down when you need to or whatever. But I, don't, I didn't want to feel guilty right. for moving on with my life. Right. Because I did have to, you know, make some decisions for my kids and, and my life and, you know, my job and different things. And I, I didn't want to feel that guilt. But I think it came through, um, you know, talking, you know, um, in a safe space, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of prayer, <laughs> a lot of prayer. Right, right. And being able right. to understand that, you know, I think at one point in time, Kelly, I felt like, you know, why did this happen to me? I was, you know, a young woman. My husband wasn't sick. You know, God had to be picking on me. And I had to understand I have, you know, that's through through life and counseling and different things that, you know, I had to figure to find out God wasn't picking on me. You know, it wasn't, right, you know, this right. is just unfortunately a part of life that we have to go through. But it's also at the same time, it's made me a stronger woman. It's made me yeah. um, to be able to, to do some things that I never thought that I would be able to do. How would I be talking about grief, you know, and being able to help people, um, you know, around the world to just, you know, be able to, to face these different things. But I'm, I'm thankful, you know, um, that, you know, not thankful that this happened, but, you know, my process, right. my process, you know, my process in this has helped me to be the woman that I, you know, that God has, was, was, had called me to be, but, I feel like, you know, your loved one wouldn't also would not want you to be feeling guilty for the rest of your life either. I know right. my husband wouldn't have wanted me to feel guilty for laughing or smiling or having a good time with our children. I know that he would not have wanted that. So I think, like I said, it, it is a process, and, and, and through time you'll get there, and, and the grief isn't there. And then also just sharing, I, I – um, we talk about my loved ones. We talk about them, and we talk about it. And that's, that's yeah. the good part of it. When you're in a safe space with your family or, you know, you can talk about them, you have a good time, and you laugh about it, and it's not so hard, that, right. you know, after a while. It's not so hard after a while. Right. We, we have a good time laughing about what my dad would be doing if he seen the Pacers <laughs> or the coach acting up. Boy, he was, ooh. <laughs> right. He would be like, oh, all over him, all over him. So. I think it's just a process that you'd have to go through. But I think that, like I said, with prayer and, and talking about it and, and being in some safe spaces that you can open up about it, you know, um, God will God will help you with that, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a Bulls and Bears fan, so I don't know how he would feel about them today. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My dad would be all over them coats. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And I want to, yes, I want to say in response to that question, um, only because, uh, as I was saying earlier, it's not always the loss of a loved one through death, but um, Alzheimer's runs in our family. So 
watching people go through they're still alive and yet they don't know who they are or they go through the processes of what they're going through in transition. Um, you know, should you feel guilty when the holiday comes? Um, I One of the the outreaches my, my family did when we were growing up was we would go visit the sick um, mm-hmm. and we would still pray with people and do things. So, Again, uh, definitely praying to God through all of this and asking him for guidance. And, you know, when I have looked at the word of God, he tells us we're going to go through trouble and that trouble, death is a part of that and loss of health is a part mm-hmm. of that. And I believe mm-hmm. um, we we look back and we laugh, too, about what the person has done, what they used to say, uh, how they used mm-hmm. to act, we may even mimic them, you know, uh, because some of their behavior, uh, you know, it was unique to them. <laughs> so right, right. Uh, as she was saying, you know, do you have to feel guilty? I believe at first all of us go through that remorse and that guilt of like, why why not me uh, at first? Mm-hmm. But then you realize um, in this process, it's not anything we could have changed for them. We would have loved right. to. Um, but in loving them, letting them, um, I, in my healthcare career, I um, even spoke with doctors about this. I said, will you let this person die with dignity? Um, mm. Because a person would be tired of going in and out of the hospital. They didn't want any more treatment, and they actually would ask their doctors that. And sometimes the doctors at that time did not understand really referring people to hospice. Uh, Palliative care has only come around in the last, I would say, 10 or 15 years, which helps a family understand this person is slowly leaving here. Um, And being able to identify that process and being able to help them through that. Uh, So uh, Adrian hit the the nail on the head when she talked about compassion, compassion for others, but compassion for yourself as well. Um, we can be the hardest on ourselves and think, oh, if, you know, if I had said this to them or done something different, you know, but no, this, this is out of our hands. So I think initially we do go through that. Um, but understanding that that process is a ongoing process and, and to enjoy, um, you know, yeah. recalling uh, something that they used to do and making mention of it during the holiday time and saying, you know, yeah. they sure did like whatever dish or they really always made fun or we had to look at football in our house. Um, all the TVs always had football on them. And we were like, can we look at something else? <laughs> but we... We would say that, you know, the Cowboys, it was, you know, all the different teams, you know, so uh, right. the Bears, you know, so, you know, uh, I, I ended up with, you know, out of that, I ended up with football teams for myself later, you know, but anyway, yeah. uh, I just think that uh, <laughs> there's a thing, and, and I can think the unique thing about it, too, is that you may find yourself carrying out some of the traditions that has been established in the family. Maybe you're the go-to right. person uh, now. Yeah. So, yeah. and, you yeah. know, so it can be a very positive, I think, thing. So 
Should we continue to feel guilty? No. I think the remorse mm-hmm. is that's natural with death. And um, But learning to move forward and learning mm-hmm. to uh, embrace life, including death as part of it. Right. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Um, Adrian mentioned something uh, that I think bears repeating, and she said remembering her children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know sometimes um, if, say, another child passed away or a love, you know, a, a spouse or a, a mother, sometimes what happens is there's so much grief, say, with yeah. the mother or father who lost a child or uh, a parent who lost a spouse or a sibling that lost a sibling. There's so much grief that sometimes they forget about yeah. there's still people living that mm-hmm. that need me or that need my care. So um, I don't think you realize that you said that, but that was something that, when you said remembering your children, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that was a point that came to my mind because I think that it, it's really important um, mm-hmm. for us to remember we still have loved ones. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we just don't have this one. And so, um, so just being, you know, just being transparent, um, you know, when I lost my husband, um, you know, you know, you kind of like, you know, just say, you know, you you kind of forget those things. And I mean, it's like you were, I was here, but I wasn't here, you know, as a parent. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was unfortunate, um, you know, people, you know, people thought that, you know, I was okay. And, you know, even unfortunately, even the people at the church, oh, you should be okay. But I was coming home and I was wrestling mm. with this thing every night. It was like a, right. a bear on back. And unfortunately, you know, um, you're thinking, you know, the kids were okay. You know, they they dealt with, you know, they were. I was trying to keep them in all kinds of sports and activities at the same time, you know, doing what my husband would have had me to do. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I missed when I actually woke up. You know, you know, I tell people when I woke up, my 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 oldest, he he was a sophomore in high school when I actually came mm. through this clearly. Um, so. Yeah. Um, and and I feel like, you know, um, my son actually, you know, he, he's dealt with it. My oldest has dealt with it the hardest because he was the oldest. He, he yeah. remembers his dad most. Um, and I think that we have to be, we can't forget about those little people that, um, yeah. you know, we're thinking about us as adults and what we're going through, but it is. Mm-hmm. We have to also take care of those children um, and what they're going through. And my counselor had told me my children will not actually feel the effect of my husband's passing until they're older. And she was right on it. Yeah. And they not wow. kind of feel it until they were, you know, they were young. They were just having a good time and all this stuff. And, and then the next, it was like when they got to be teenagers, boom, boom, boom. Things were like coming out of the woodwork. Mm. If my dad was here, this, this, or that. So you really have to address those things because, um, just like we said, Kelly, it never goes away. You can push right. it back, but it, it will, you know, it comes back to the surface. And like I said, and we, you know, until this day, you know, and if my husband has been gone uh, 15, 16 years now, 
Um, my mm-hmm. kids still talk about their dad, um, you know, and, you know, and we, we talk about it in good, and, and it's gotten better, like I said, but the grief mm-hmm. process, if you don't deal with it, it's going to come back. So it, it, I, mm-hmm. I advise everybody to try their best, and, and like you just said, don't forget about those, those younger people because we're dealing with all the other stuff as adults. But I think mm-hmm. that we have also have to be a, still have to be a parent and bring those kids along, bring your children along, and guide them through that that situation as well. And don't forget about it because um, you know it hurts them in the long run, definitely. Right, right. And I agree with that. Um, in losing children uh, at the hospital, um, it was often. You know, a family um, would leave their main relationship, like, out while they were grieving, you know, as if it was only them grieving. And as you said, there's other yeah. children in the, in, home, in the home. The marriage often suffered um, because they wouldn't talk to one another. But I believe it's because no one understood how to grieve. And... I believe, especially when there are children involved, I believe it's very important to get counseling, go through grief counseling with someone to help the kids because the kids' the kids' understanding of loss is very different. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they even blame themselves for the loss, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's a sibling. Um, and sometimes when it's their parent, you know, somehow or another in their mind they blame themselves. So, you know, it's very helpful to, um, I believe, have that counseling uh, available for them so that they can get their needs met. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Well, I know we're getting close to the end of the show. Um but before we go, I just want to find out if you guys have, or you ladies, I'm sorry, have any mm-hmm. um, last bit of advice for our listeners um, on on this topic? Adrian? Yeah. Um, I, um, you know, with um, a lot of my classes, um, what we would do is I would kind of give some things um, out to um, and this was, you know, done with me when I first lost my husband, and I never thought this, you know, would be a great thing, but I, I guess in learning, um, I, I would tell people to journal, um, to write down the feelings, okay. um, write down maybe a, a letter to that person, uh, maybe write a letter to God, um, just start journaling. I, it, you'd be so surprised about, you know, your, your grief journey. Um, if you start to write down things and where you where when you first started and say maybe a year in or six months in and you go back and look at it and look how God has covered you and how God is making mm-hmm. things different for you and I mean it really is a great um, a tool to use in your grief journey because like I said I, I I definitely started doing that and when you look back at that stuff and see where you are and where God bought you mm-hmm. and you thinking that you are still on land and, and God is now you're walking on water, that's amazing <laughs> because it's God. Yeah. It's nobody but God because yeah. he's giving you what you need, that support that you need, and you're thinking you, you're still back there, but you've come so far. Right. And I think that grief journey, when you start to journal and you start to write down your feelings and what you've been through, um, 
it definitely helps. I say also be patient with yourself. Like I said, don't be so hard on yourself because um, it's a, everybody has their own grief process to go through. Um, learn to, you know, make some new traditions like Candace and, and we've all stated, you know, maybe you can't yeah. keep things the same. Maybe you might have to do change up some things like she was saying, go to a different restaurant, let somebody else cook right. this year, but, you know, do some things different. Um, help others. You know what? I, in my, yeah. grief, in my grief journey, I learned to help others because I learned that, see, I'm going through this, but there's some other people that are really going through some, some other things mm-hmm. that are just to, to sustain them to day to day. I learned that, um, I learned to um, laugh a little bit more with my children. I learned to be happier um, because I noticed I know that it could have been worse um, on mm-hmm. me. I'm, God has still sustained me. I've, I've still got my health, my strength. Um, so I was, I was happy about that. And I talk about him. I talk about my loved ones. I'm not. I learned that you know people. Some people don't want to talk about him, but that's fine. But I learned to talk about him, have a good time, laugh about him. Um, Right. All the time, and and that's that's my that's part of my healing. That's a part of my healing. Yeah. So I I talk to him about you know I I let people know. People's like, oh you you lost a husband? Yeah, I have. And I talk I tell people about him. You know, in my everyday life, I'm an insurance agent, and I I might have to throw it in there every now and then to to yeah. and then I just you know telling people to count your blessings because it could be just a little bit worse. But that. That, and definitely, Kelly, last thing is pray and stay close to God because yes. you're going to need it um, with that grief journey, definitely. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. Candice? Yes, and I just wanted to say uh, we we talk about the process. So there's actually, um, and it depends on whose um, process you look at, but there's five to seven steps in the process. The first one mm-hmm. is usually denial. The second one is usually anger. The third one is usually bargaining. The fourth one is usually depression. And the fifth one is acceptance. And any of these can overlap at any given time. Um, To just be aware that, yes, when you're angry about your loved one uh, changing or passing, that that's normal, that all of these are normal feelings. And the thing is, is to acknowledge them. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't realize that we're trying to say, you know, when the loved one is maybe dying, you know, if you just let them live a little longer, I'll quit doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that bargaining piece. Um, you know, and then you may go into a depression where you don't want to really talk, and that's what uh, Adrian was saying. All of a sudden you look up and you didn't eat for the day or it's so late in the day and you just now are eating and, you're just really kind of in a, a fog, and that's part of that mm-hmm. depression, um, and that is so real. Um, you know, and the uh, denial in the very beginning is saying, well, I know they're, they're not going to die, or they couldn't have left me. You know, mm-hmm. sure, uh, mm-hmm. and that is all a normal part of the process before you reach finally acceptance. So, wow. yeah, I just wanted to bring that out, that that's what that process is, so. Thank you. And Thank that's you so about much. all I'm going to share. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you both so much, um, again, for being on the show and for um, having this conversation tonight. Um, I know that it is uh, something that many people, again, if not all that are listening, um, 
uh, really need, and I'm sure that it is it has been helpful uh, and a blessing to uh, everyone that has listened. Um, I do want to thank the Lord for um, Brother Stevie B for allowing this uh, this platform so that this information could be shared tonight um, to our listeners. I also want to thank you for tuning in, and um, in December. Our next show will be on mental health, and I believe that Candace is going to be on that show as well. She's, uh, she's going to be our, our expert guest, so I'm looking forward to that. So should you have any questions or comments for our guests after the show, please feel free to contact me on Facebook Messenger or send an email to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, and we will be sure to forward um, those questions or comments to Candace and Adrian. So, again, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you, Brother Stevie, and thank you to our audience for listening. And I'll turn it over to Brother Stevie. Thank you. Thank you. This is Terry Jackson, and you're listening to a talk with my sisters on What a Word from the Lord radio show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. It ain't easy, no. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough, so rough, so rough. Sometimes it gets tough for me. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken hearted and sad? Have you even been
Episode 240.